0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hiawatha Youth Camp podcast. I'm Eric and I am very excited for our guests today. They are not Teen Week 1, Teen Week 2, or Teen Week 3, but they are with the Young Adult Weekend that is happening, which I know our Hiawatha family is large and has been around for a long time. There's many of you who did not get to experience the Young Adult Weekend before your time at Hiawatha ended. It's relatively new and it's a great thing, but we are excited to have Scott, and Denise Crownover with us to talk about Hiawatha and the Young Adult Weekend. So welcome, guys. Glad you're here. Thanks, Thanks. for having
1: us. Um, yeah, we're glad to be here. We've uh, Hiawatha has always had a very special place in our hearts, and uh, we've been doing this for a while, and uh, we're just so excited to be here. Thanks.
0: Yeah, it, I, I love it because I met you guys via Hiawatha, and now we have an awesome friendship that goes on. So this is kind of one of those conversations and spaces that's like, you know, we're talking about something else, but it's just a little bit extra special for me. That's awesome. So thank I appreciate you. that. So I feel the I, same way. Well, thank you. I just want to start with some basic. Give us your Hiawatha history. Like, how'd you get connected? How long have you been there? How long have you been a speaker? How long have you guys been doing the Hiawatha thing?
1: Mm, that's a great question. Uh,
2: it was before uh, I was pregnant with Brady when Craig reached out to you. Yeah, so, so nine years ago.
1: This guy that okay. I didn't know reached out to me <laughs> and say, "Hey, you don't know me, but I." heard about you and um i think it was from maybe from Terry Prisk he may have mentioned okay, yeah. a, a pastor of the church I, I i used to um, teaching mm-hmm. be a teaching pastor at and uh he said you know you should think about this guy um he's you know he's he communicates really well and things like that and so he uh he watched some of my uh, my past teachings okay. from the from the green room the church that i pastor and uh, so he immediately called. He saw some s- stuff that he really liked, and he said, "I want you to, I want you to be a part of this if if you can." I didn't know anything about Hiawatha. I'd never heard it about it. Um, uh, didn't know it was in the Upper Peninsula. Didn't know anything about it. But and I, I I had never before spoken at a camp, you um, know, really a church mm-hmm. camp or otherwise. Yeah. And so it sounded like a. I was a little nervous about it, and but excited about it. I thought it sounded like a really cool thing to do. and, and when I heard that our whole family could could up come up there and yeah. enjoy the setting and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd ever been to the upper peninsula before no. in my life. Oh, wow. Okay. So I thought this would be, what a great opportunity this would be. Who knows how, maybe, maybe they had a year, maybe this would be the, the only time we get to do this. Right. And little know we know that we'd be back for, <laughs> I don't know how many seasons. This Nine. might be our, our, this is our ninth season wow. coming back. It's amazing. So yeah. And then, um, you know, Craig, of course, you know, everybody there just became such great friends and, uh, it was just, it's a, it's become a family. Absolutely.
0: I love that. And so, to clarify, you don't you don't always teach at the young adult weekend. No,
1: no, but I have before. Okay, we, we did. Uh, I did young adult. What was it? Last a couple years ago. Twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty during it was, 2020 during, summer, it maybe was the right summer right. summer of COVID. Right mm-hmm. when um, even the students weren't there, but right. just the they staff were. They were getting the wasn't. camp ready. Yep. they were all getting ready, and I remember going in and uh, not sure how this is all going to work. <laughs> and I remember driving in and to the camp and uh you know the miracle building was no more right. obviously and but they had a slab down that's mm-hmm. all they had and i remember us driving in not knowing what's going to be happening And as we're looking to our our left mm-hmm. um we see the, the all the staff sitting together mm-hmm. on the slab yeah and praying and uh even today, it it just brings goosebumps to me. I just I just think about it today, and thinking like, there's nothing that was gonna, st- nothing was gonna stop them. No, COVID. No building being torn down, that was gonna stop them from praising God. And ah mm. uh, man, that just. And I said, oh, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm here, is because yeah, you know, there's nothing gonna stop them from loving God. And uh, it was it was one of the most special years for me, yeah. and I felt like it had done something. To uh, that camp in a in really really special way that it wasn't about a building, um, you know, it wasn't about a building at all. It was really really cool. It's great to see that the, it's being built again, but it was a powerful
2: yeah. year. Yeah, I remember our daughter was uh, not on staff, but she had been a camper for so long, Emma. And, uh, I remember there was still the fireplace there. And so all the staff lined up on the fireplace and they asked Emma to take the picture. Oh. And mm. so she takes this picture and, and I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet, but yeah, she takes this picture. And then the next year, um, she wanted to be on staff. Like she was like, I have to be a oh. part of this. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah. so yeah. for actually it was 2021. She was on uh, summer staff. Yeah. That was great. awesome.
0: Yeah. I love, it. I think that picture is on the website. Oh, somewhere. Great. I'm not sure what page it's Photo on. Auto credit I,
2: Emma Crown. <laughs> <right. laughs>
0: She'll get some royalties. That's okay, right. before we go any deeper, I want to start off with some. like, These are probably the most important questions to some of our audience. Others may disagree with me, but. Oh, this would be interesting. What's your favorite food?
1: Well, if you'd asked me that <laughs> two years ago, oh, right. yeah. I would have said ribs. Ooh. That's on a journey. I've been on a journey, <laughs> not just a spiritual one, but. uh, a nutritional one i don't know i don't know what you would say um so i've uh over the last couple of years i've uh, become this is more information than anybody wants to know but i've become um a pescatarian i believe okay. it's called which means that? which That's, means is that like
0: a baptist <laughs>
1: it's, it's not lutheran or episcopalian it's uh, <laughs> but uh it means that you you don't have you don't eat meat other than fish Okay. And so my favorite food now has become salmon for sure. Ooh, okay. I love salmon in all different ways. And uh yeah, so that's my meat source. Okay. And so it's been a little bit of a weird kind of a journey. it's been good. I yeah. You know, it's it's been good. I feel pretty good. So yeah, so that's it. I would say salmon.
0: Salmon's delicious. I love that it's in the same category. It's still the meat source. Yeah. You know, yeah. just it still different is.
2: meat. It is. I uh eat plant based, so um. Which means anything that grows from the ground. And I would say like go to in any variety is potatoes.
0: Oh. I okay. like a
2: mashed. I like a baked. Sometimes French fries.
0: See sometimes I forget variety. that those are potatoes.
2: Yeah. So good. I mean they're they're yeah. not as good, but <laughs> right. yeah. I think yeah. a go to dish in our house because I like to cook is the mashed potatoes with a mushroom gravy. And S- Scott loves that.
1: That sounds really good. Now, does our our food preference does that say something about us um, in a more deeper way? You know, you I'm think, gonna let the audience. Question, I'll let mm-hmm. the audience decide yeah, that. You know, great. maybe. That's good. Maybe not. That's good. They've, they've already judged us, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you
0: know, some people will say, okay, we we know what to cook for them, and other people will say, I'll offer Scott some ribs because <laughs> I know he'll yeah. decline. <laughs> you know? I might just go for it <laughs> though. Right. Okay. So this question is actually for each of you individually because we'll get to you know, the more collective question in a second. Yeah. What is your favorite activity? So like you have some alone time mm-hmm. or you're traveling, al- whatever it is, mm-hmm. like family's not involved. It's mm-hmm. okay, just you. What is your favorite activity? Mm-hmm. Maybe why don't you go first? <laughs> I got mine.
2: Activity as in like, does something like a massage count? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. That counts. That's yours for right. sure. I would have said that. 100%.
1: I, I knew you were going to say that.
2: Yes, that's the only time I like care to be like quiet and still because usually i am like very extroverted outgoing uh-huh. need to be around people like being in party environments like being with company yeah massage check done
1: <laughs> but we've done massages together too yes yeah
2: that was that was always fun yeah nice. yeah but
1: yeah, yeah absolutely she loves that yeah. she loves that I would say uh, mine is uh, I like kayaking.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh,
1: I like just going on long trips, uh, especially at the Jeep, and uh, mm-hmm. I like going to yeah. the cabins, different cabins alone. Denise will uh, set up a, a trip for me, or I go to a, just kind of a, a cabin, uh, log cabin somewhere by a lake, and wherever city that I've never been before, and just park the Jeep and just <laughs> go. And I love that. I love exploring new towns and cities yeah. and areas and people and. Uh, I just like, be, I like being alone. I like, I like that. I feel like God speaks to me in that way. So, um, yeah, that's what, and I, I, I love just the journey. I get in the car and I just drive and I feel like that's a part of it. I love going on my silent retreats, literally going mm-hmm. to a retreat. I'll be going that in September. Okay. it just be your two days of silence with other people that are, are, are in silence. Yeah. Um, It's, that's really powerful for me. Just I Just a
2: side that. note, I, uh, I went on a silent retreat with Scott once.
1: Oh, that's right. You did. It was like.
2: Uh, I just had mentioned I like to be around people and talking. <laughs> and he took me on a silent treat. And it happened. Was it fall, for our anniversary? No, no. It happened to fall on my birthday. Yeah. Oh. So okay. I couldn't talk on my birthday. <laughs> so there's like girls who knew it was my birthday across the way. And they would like mouth that was happy cute. birthday to me. And I'd be like, thumbs up. But that was cute.
1: It was a birthday like you've never experienced before. It definitely was. You're welcome.
0: For Scott's next birthday, did you get yourself a massage? Oh,
2: I should have. Just let him. <laughs> That's you know, a great idea. Let him hang out. Yeah. I like it. <laughs>
1: You know, it is kind of, we'll keep on going, but it is kind of funny, the gifts that we've gotten each other. For our anniversary one time, Denise got me a gift to be alone in a treehouse for a day. Wow. Our 11th anniversary. Our anniversary. I was like, She knew what I wanted the most was to be alone. (laughs) I mean, if that doesn't say something about our relationship, I don't know. So uh, we love each other, obviously. We love being together, but she knew that's what I love. And what she did is she... She would come by every once in a oh, while every okay. day, bring dinner, bring dinner and Actually, different things that I need. Actually, we did
2: have a couples massage, and we brought this masseuse. That's and wow, that's
0: awesome. That's true. We did have it's a the couples best of both massage. World. Yes, it really so was. So glad it everyone's was. getting to know <laughs> <laughs> so <thanks for> tips.
2: <laughs> tips and tricks. All
0: right. So the next question, because I know you guys have a lovely fam- family, what what do you guys like to do? And mm. you can have different answers, but what is your favorite thing to do with all five of you? Mm. Your whole family is going out, mm-hmm. or. You're staying in for the day, whatever it is, what is your favorite thing to do as a family?
1: You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, it has to do with Hiawatha mm. because when we go to Hiawatha, then we go to Megan Island. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's been a uh, tradition. It's been a tradition ever since we went. This is the ninth year we're going to be going, and we're still going to do it this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we love that. The kids yeah. look forward to it, it's the ferry ride, the whole thing of getting the away bikes. and the yeah. bike ride and Denise or uh, Emma will pick out her home that she's going to live in as yeah. we go, you know. <laughs> and uh we bring Molly the dog okay. too. So I mean, yeah. it's not just the five, it's the six of us. Yeah. And um you know, we we know we're not going to be there very long, but we just really enjoy our we enjoy it. Right. We really really do. And you know, there's I mean, there's hardly ever any bickering, you know. <laughs> it's just it's just a different place. It's kind of our place and we like it. I would I'd say agree. that's what we like to do. That's I awesome. I would
2: agree. On a regular, like, normal day, good game of Uno. That is a good family oh, game. true. Because we have a widespread. Brady's almost nine, and Emma's almost 18, and right. Chase falls in the middle at almost 16. So Uno is a good one.
1: So to find, it's a little tough with our family. To, to find yeah. something that all of us can yeah. enjoy and kind of stimulate all of our minds and everything. Yeah, yeah it's tough, uh, especially when you know, an 8-year-old all the way up to a, a 17-year-old, almost 18. Those yeah. are the two things that we
0: that we like. That's great. I love that. I think that's fun. All right, so I'll bring it back a little bit. Um, what is, and if you don't have, like, one of you guys can pass to the other if you don't answer, which is fine. What is one of your favorite ministry memories? Okay, oh, so wow. it could be Hiawatha. It could be Green Room. Oh, wow. It could be Venture. Or it could be something else. What is one of your favorite? And it could be, like, this thing, like, really touched me. I never forgot it. Or, like, every time I talk about this, I just... Burst out into tears because it's so funny, you know. Anything on the spectrum? What is one of your favorite ministry memories?
1: I would say, uh, just coming to my right mind, yeah. there's so many. It's you know, right. sometimes a question like that, there's just so many that almost makes you think you, you can't think of one. You can't right. even think of one. But the first one that came to my mind was it was a couple of years ago. It was uh, it was the middle middle of you know trying to figure out covid and everything like mm-hmm. that and we hadn't been meeting for a while we had an open art night and we had to have it at a different location yeah. and um open art night at the green room the church mm-hmm. is this uh this night where just it's art everywhere. Um it's performance art, it's visual art. Anybody wants to create anything can do that. And it is it is the most powerful night of the year. It's
2: created around a theme. It's
1: created around one theme. And uh this particular year, because of everything crazy that was going on, we couldn't we couldn't meet in our normal location. So we found this other place. It was Mm -hmm. like a a wedding venue or whatever. It's a beautiful spot. Yeah. Beautiful space. And uh the night was incredible and um, You know, I didn't know how things were going to turn out. Everybody was masked and everything. It was just a little strange, but it was a really, really wonderful night. And at the end of the night, um, the band got up and they began to sing a song. And it was the song that I had written Mm. 20 years before. Yeah,
2: the theme was open heart night <laughs> okay so that yeah. was our 10-year anniversary yeah oh, okay. yeah it was our 10-year anniversary <laughs> but the song lyrics they did it in a different way
1: yeah and so they sang a song that i had mm-hmm. unbeknownst to me surprised to me sang a song that i had written 20 years yeah. ago on a cd and then um and they had in- invited everybody up, Well, a lot of people up mm-hmm. to sing that song wow. and uh to hear a song sung back to you yeah. that you had written years and years ago and to hear it in a new way with new people and a new sound and yeah. like a choir. And it was, <laughs> it was so, you know, it was one of those things after, after that year, after that year, that was really, really difficult. It was difficult for all pastors, mm-hmm. but r- really feel in many ways, hard disheartening in some ways yeah. to, f- to feel that love uh, for all the things that mm-hmm. you've done and that's that God had kept this group together and that they still loved each other. And, it was just you know, for me. It was so beautiful, and yeah. I was just I, I just wept mm. um, at the love in that moment. Yeah, that, for me in that moment, that was incredible.
2: Yeah, that was
1: great. I, I I haven't looked at over a lot, but when I do, I just still I still can't believe that it happened.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, and I was speechless, which is hard to come. By. <laughs> yeah, and surprised they totally fooled us. Too. They did. They did. Yeah.
1: yeah, they did. They had this whole idea that. Because we we knew the flow of the night, mm-hmm. right? They were we gonna had to end with flow. a different song, and they were gonna end with this song, and we're cool. Okay, we'll go with that song. Okay, that would yeah. be a great song. <laughs> and then they they didn't do that song, and they did it. So. Yeah,
2: and the song was called "Take This Heart."
1: right? It was called "Take This Heart." Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That was m- beautiful. Uh, I would I would agree that that was like top three in mm-hmm. my yeah. life. But uh, something that I remember so vividly at Hiawatha, uh, Scott will lead us sometimes in some guided prayer. And Mm -hmm. the first time he did um, the daily examine Mm. at Hiawatha, um, to hear our kids, like, first of all, the room is, like, full of silence, but then also then you hear, like, sniffling and weeping Mm -hmm. throughout the room. And to look over at our kids, who are having this, like, powerful encounter with Jesus. Mm. Yeah it it was only God Mm -hmm. that could make that possible like that's that stands out so so vividly in my mind and then like another year he did something similar in a guided prayer and to have my youngest have this beautiful encounter with Jesus Mm -hmm. like for his heart to be he, he, he leaned over to me he's like mom I can't stop the water from my eyes. Mm. Like, he didn't know how to articulate, like, God is meeting me. Mm. But it was just so powerful and beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was good. Really good. I love those stories. Mm. I love hearing stories like that. Mm -hmm. That's ministry. Mm -hmm. I know that's not what this podcast is all about, Mm -hmm. but that's ministry, so... Well, it's it's a
1: it's a testament to not only ministering to others, but those people that you're ministering are ministering back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Denise told the story of how I ministered to people, but at the same time I've been ministered too. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's so important for um, people who are listening to know that their pastors need to be ministered to. Mm. Yeah. Especially after the last couple of years we've been through, we have a lot of empty pastors right now. They're mm-hmm. empty. If they haven't left, they left in some way. Mm-hmm. And um, people need to remember that mm-hmm. and uh, to pour into your leaders as much as you can, because a lot of them are, are running on empty. Yeah. And it's going to take some time for them to get filled again. But they need their, their, you know, congregants, congregation to remind them how much they're needed and they're loved. Mm-hmm. So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. You're needed <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know that, and that's one of those reasons, where, those times when I just really, really felt it.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, Denise, you, you just answered this question, so I'm going to ask Scott, what is one of your favorite camp memories? And, and maybe it is the one you said at the very it, beginning. That, that is one of them. Okay. That
1: is one of them. That's the one of the ones that, that stick out yeah. in my mind. Um, But there's, uh, there's a lot. And you know, right. one of the things that I love about Hiawatha is— Um, I feel like, like we, I I think Hiawatha kind of the, the leadership at Hiawatha and me, I think me come me in, I I thought about some things in different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I felt like Hiawatha was always welcoming Mm. of that. Yeah. So not just necessarily one moment. Like I've, I've loved spending time with kids one-on-one and just talking through what they're going through in life. I absolutely love that. I love speaking in front. I, I love the guided prayers in which mm-hmm. we we meet God where we are. I love all of that, um, but just the fact that um, there's n- there's not a necessarily a rigidness, and mm-hmm. that we we just want to love people who, who love God, and we want to experience the depth of God, maybe mm-hmm. in a way that we haven't before, and that's a rare thing. You don't yeah. see that. Yeah. You don't see that very often in, in different churches or camp communities. where are say, I want to I want to learn, I want to go to. And I have learned so much um about God and the depths of his love um from the camp. Mm-hmm. It's why we keep coming back. You know, we wouldn't keep coming we wouldn't if we didn't feel like God was speaking to us in in great yeah. ways, you know. So, yeah, it's just so many yeah. different
0: things. Love that. I love that. So, I want to ask each of you I'm changing this question, so those of you listening, if you've listened to Teen Week 1, 2, and 3 episodes, you'll hear this question, but it's changed because the audience is different. What do you guys love about teaching young adults? Which I I know is a distinct difference from teens. Both Mm -hmm. great, uh, both on the younger side of adulthood, but what do you guys love about teaching young adults?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I love uh the fact that young adults, well first of all is they they're ready to listen <laughs> yeah like they're, they're journaling they're there <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's true like they're there they know why they're there they're there to hear from God yeah and they really believe that God has spoken, to you as a as a pastor and as a speaker, mm-hmm. and you are now going to relay that information to them, yeah. and they want it with all their hearts. And when you know, when you walk up to a mm-hmm. you know young adult group, and they are ready for you, they're they're just ready to soak it in. That is such a powerful thing. It really is. Yeah. There's no like, okay, what about that kid off in the corner or whatever? You know, you just you just right. know they're there, and there's nothing wrong. I love the challenge of of engaging that kid that right. didn't want to be there yeah. that had, you know was was you know fighting with their parents before they got there like why do i have to come to this and you know yeah. i'm never going to like i love that challenge right but there's also something really special about people that are coming in and just hunger mm-hmm. hungering for the word of god and so i think in one way that's what i really love and i i love also that even though i'm i'm way older than than they are still a lot of the things that they're going through. I go through. Yeah. Um, um, whether it's emotional issues or whether that's, uh, you know, heartbreak or mm-hmm. hurt or hopelessness or pain in all many different ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like I still can relate to that in many ways. Yeah. And so to, on that relational level. And uh, I also feel like my messages are really, you know, or my teachings are really kind of geared yeah. in many ways to that person that has it's probably over the age of 18, 19, right. 20, kind of going into that stage of their mm-hmm. life. Um, yeah, so for me, that's it. Yeah.
0: Denise?
2: I would. Th- there's a memory that also ties into why I love ministering to young adults and why we both do. And um, in 2021, Emma helped lead worship. And one of these memories that stands out is uh, Scott and Emma sang a song together called Mm -hmm. Be Kind to Yourself Mm -hmm. by Andrew Peterson. And I think I can see myself in a lot of um, these young adults kind of who are trying to navigate in this world,
0: Mm.
2: navigate between what the world expects of you or is trying to flash at you and... I can see um, the struggle that they're going through, mm-hmm. and I lived through that before I knew Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to have like a foundation in Christ at such a young age—I mean, the sky's the limit.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, thank That's you. So true. Thank you. That's so true.
1: That was a really special time for me too to be able to sing with my daughter up there and. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's a great song to remind us uh, who we are, mm-hmm. how God sees us, and yeah. that we should be kind to ourselves because we're often not. Yeah, especially uh, yeah, especially when we get to that certain age.
0: Um, yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah. Right, so, final question: When the young adults leave the young adult weekend, what would you like them? To be taking mm. from that space back, mm-hmm. back home.
2: Mm-hmm. I I really think it just ties into that. You live your life on the foundation of Christ. Mm-hmm. There's the troubles of this world, the mm-hmm. um, the conflicts of this world. You just base your hope in Jesus, and uh, He's not promising it's going to be. You know all roses, but he is definitely going to be with you and uh, never leave you. And um, I honestly say um, from living both sides of that coin that there's so much more um, to life with a life in Christ.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't really have much uh, to add to that other than, yeah, we hear, and we've talked about this before. Um, we listen to the wrong voices in and we really, we really, as followers of Jesus, have to know what voice is true. And we've talked about this, everybody's talked about this before, but it's so important to know the true voice that says the truth about you. Because uh, we, we are so bombarded with so many voices and inside and outside that try to tell us who we are. And if we don't know who we are, we have to know first who we are Mm-hmm. before we can first of all love ourselves yeah. and we can love other people. If you don't know who you are in in Christ, if you don't know that, you can't love other people. You can't love yourself. Yeah. And we can't do anything that God asks us to do if we don't know first who we are. Mm-hmm. That has to be the foundation. And I think in some ways this week is a foundation. This is going to be like a foundation. Right. If you don't know that, none of this stuff can be possible. Yeah. And um especially as a, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old going out cuz now it's mm-hmm. real it all becomes real right. at this point, right? Mm-hmm. All its stuff that with your parents. Now that's what I love about it too. I love about young adults. It's all becomes real. Yeah. And um you're you no you're falling back on no one, just now yourself. And if you don't know who you are, um then we really can't live the life that God has called us to mm-hmm. live. So we're going to and I know I know every one of them want to live the life that God has called them to. Right. But we have to start at the foundation. So yeah.
2: Yeah, and as our daughter like heads off and launches to college, like mm. I just have like this hope that she builds her life on the unshakable foundation of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and the rest will be added unto you. Yeah,
1: mm. mm-hmm. love that. All these things will be added.
0: Yep, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys. I I appreciate the time. I appreciate you talking to the Hiawatha family. If you are listening. Uh, share this podcast. There's a lot of the Hiawatha family that doesn't know about it. So share it. Let them know that, hey, you didn't make it to the UP this year. That's okay. We're bringing a little bit of Hiawatha to you. Mm. So share it, uh, like, and subscribe to this because over the coming months, we will be releasing the messages from Brent and Leo and David and Scott each week. So subscribe so you get notified as those messages come out and you can connect with Hiawatha, and be a part of what God has done this summer throughout this whole year. So thank you guys. Such a pleasure. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, glad you were here, and thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.